Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. I thank God for this opportunity to be able to share. I thank the many volunteers who make this possible. I was a faithful Latter-day Saint for over 60 years, and I have a great love for the LDS people. But we know that there are many faithful Latter-day Saints questioning and even leaving the church, sometimes because of church history or church doctrine, others because they can't keep the commandments or they don't fit in or they can't do enough or be good enough. The story you'll hear tonight may have some of these elements to it, and I hope that you'll find something that to realize that you're not alone if you're struggling with some aspects of the church. So we, uh, we hope you'll be uh, informed and something will touch your heart. Let's pray. Dear God, we ask you for your spirit to be with us tonight, that the things that are said will touch hearts, will educate, and will help others know that they're not alone, that they can turn to you and find peace. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to welcome tonight Terry Woodward. Appreciate you. you coming. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you here and you're a former Latter-day Saint. Correct. Uh, you were mm -hmm. born in the church, I guess. And yes, I was. Born and raised right here in Utah. So. Yeah. I understand your father was a, a bishop, actually. In the, was that here in Salt Lake? Uh, yes, it was. A yeah. uh, little before my time. I came along kind of late in my parents' lives. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was a bishop before I was born. But held many church callings after that, high priest, leader, and ward Work, clerk, and worked temple, in the temple worker, and, and all sorts of things like that. Yeah. So. so tell us, were you active then as a child, and you're born in the covenant, I guess, and baptized? Yes, yep. Um, born and raised, uh, very active in, you know, primary, Sunday school, and everything like that as a young child. Baptized at eight, uh, became a deacon at 12. Yeah. Um, you know, very active up until probably about the time I started into high school, so about you know my 14, 15 year wow. age. So you became a teacher, so, a deacon teacher, priest? Deacon teacher, and, uh, eventually a priest. Yeah. And, um, did you ever take seminary? Took two years of it. Oh, did you? Uh, my freshman and sophomore year I took it. Uh, I kind of had a falling out with my folks after at that point and told them I didn't want to do seminary anymore. <laughs> just um, wasn't interested. And just wasn't there. Yeah. So, yep. Well, what uh, kind of uh, things, is it, was it just being expected to go to church? Your folks were active, I guess, your mom and dad. Very active. Um, I mean, were... I, it, it was just in our family, everything was about going to church. Um, you know, especially when I kind of got into my teen years, you know, if I wanted to go do something, the privilege was based on, you know, whether or not I went to church and was fulfilling my callings and mm. things like that. Do you so. think people out there relate to that? Do you think there's a few that have gone through that? <laughs> I would bet there is. Yeah, so. uh, I would I think mean, so. I think our, our family was very typical. Um, I had a lot of friends in the ward. Yeah. Um, you know, did all the activities mutual and uh, was in scouting and, and everything like that. Um, so I think there was there was quite a few that oh. were like that. So. Yeah. I, I remember reading that you had uh, become an Eagle Scout. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, worked up. Uh, I actually enjoyed my time in scouting. Um, 
uh, you know, went to all the scouting camps and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, we, the, the group of friends that I associated with, we were probably very competitive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was just, we had, a, we had a good friendship. I mean, I can't really complain that I, or say that I had a bad childhood because I didn't. So. Yeah. Well, even as a young age, I remember having a testimony of Joseph Smith. At least I shared that at the time and about the church and so on. Did you ever bear your testimony and in seminary or at church? Uh, a couple times at church as a, as a young child. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I ever really understood what it meant to have a testimony or I really actually had one but yeah. you know I'd stand up and you know give the usual you know I know the church is true and I love my folks and you yeah. know things like that as a kid yeah uh, never really did as as I got older though so. yeah you kind of went away from that and then after high school then tell us about that a little bit uh, after high school well it was probably my junior year is is probably where I really started kind of having a falling out with my parents over the church thing mm -hmm. Um, I actually started looking into joining the military at that point. Uh, was looking at going into the Army Reserves. They they had a program where you could actually join as a 17-year-old, uh, go to boot camp during one summer, and then come back finish high school and then hmm. you know go do your schooling and stuff afterwards. How did your folks feel about that? Uh, they didn't like it. Uh -huh. um, you know they they had the hopes I'd go on a mission. Okay. Um, we we had a big discussion about it, and they talked me out of. Uh, joining my junior year they says you know at least wait till you graduate high school get high school over with and then decide what you want to do from there so uh, I finished high school um, graduated and uh, decided to join the Marine Corps after that so <laughs> okay now let me ask you just real quick did, did you ever feel uh, either the burden of guilt or the guilt itself for not being more active going on a mission Constantly. Did you feel like you disappointed your parents? Oh, constantly. You did. Yeah. Uh, we'd we'd had conversations with my parents. You know, when we were arguing about going to church, uh, uh, you know, told that I, I was kind of a disgrace to our name because I wasn't fulfilling my callings, and I said I just said you know I I just don't feel I fit in there. You know, yeah. it's just not for me. Yeah. And even when I was 16, and uh, just in order to get out of going to church, uh, I actually went and found a job that. And I, I told the manager, I said, I'm more than willing to work on Sundays. Oh, dear. And <laughs> so, so I had excuse. the excuse, you know, yeah. well, geez, sorry, you know, I got to go to work. So yeah. <laughs> again, parents weren't happy, but they weren't happy about that. But they allowed me to go to work. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough being a parent sometime making those decisions yeah. and all for and you don't you want your kids to be independent of sorts. But uh, thinking hopefully that that you'd come back, come to your senses. And, sure things that work out. So now you're in the military and uh, I remember you saying something about having a choice of going to church on weekends or something and Oh yes. Well, it was our it was our first week in boot camp. Um, uh, and I had never been in any other denomination my whole life. I, it was the, the LDS church was the only thing that I ever yeah, knew. Yeah. And uh, our first week in boot camp, we were, you know, we got our drill instructors, and I mean, you know, the first day there, they get you off the bus, they scream and yell at you, they shave your head, they take your clothes away from you and put you in this uniform, and, you know, so here I am as an 18-year-old kid, I'm scared to death, uh, don't want to open my mouth because I'll get yelled at, Right. and so the first Sunday, they brought our platoon out, and there was probably, this was during the summer, so we had a pretty big platoon of about 90 guys, and uh, the drill instructor says, okay, Protestants over here, Catholics over here. You're all going to church. Oh. And so I 
okay, I'll just pick one. So, you know. <laughs> went with the Protestant service. So went, to the, guess, went yeah. to the Protestant service one time, went to the Catholic service, you know, the next week. And, um, boy, what an eye-opener. Um, I had never experienced anything like that. Yeah. So uh, the Protestant service, we went in, and uh, it was just, you know, people were very welcoming, but... Uh, I mean, they had a rock band. You know, they had people playing electric guitars and drums. And Different than uh, you had been experiencing. I, it. We'd never had anything like that in a church setting. Yeah. Um, you know, that just that just wasn't allowed. And, uh, you know, as the sermon started, and, you know, the, the, the pastor started preaching things, people would stand up and yell or they'd uh, amen and had their hands in the air. And uh, I was just like, you know, geez, I thought church, you were just supposed to sit here like a little meek and mild mouse and you know, listen yeah. to what's being said, and you, you didn't say a word, and, you yeah. know, that's just the way it was. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel so, like you got a message, though? Was it anything that you remember um, specifically? Nothing I really remembered specifically, because okay. I was still kind of under that belief that, you know, I'm, I'm only here because that was the only two choices I had, yeah. but this isn't the right thing to be doing. And so. Did you ever feel like you'd probably eventually come back to the Mormon church? I mean, did that in the back I, of your mind, you thought, well, I'll I'll eventually grow up and, and I don't know, do I, what mom I and dad want. I thought or it could be. Yeah. Um, you know, at that point, uh, I was just young and ambitious. Uh, didn't really know what life had ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, was anxious to get out of boot camp because I was going to be in a reserve unit back in Utah again, and I wanted to come back and maybe go to school or get a job okay. and something like that. And so you so. do come back. You get married. I come back and I end up, yeah, instead of going to school and getting a job, I got married. So oh. <laughs> um, uh, I did finally find a job, and uh, but uh, we were very young. I was 19. She was 18. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Uh, we were married by an LDS bishop, but we never went through the temple. Mm. And uh, that, you know, Was she LDS? She was raised LDS, um, not active. Um, I really wasn't active at that point. Uh, yeah. I was just more interested in, in work and trying to get established. And uh, we went to church once in a while, once in a great while, but yeah. uh, just not a desire to be there. So, so then you end up getting deployed, I guess, to uh, Desert Storm. Is that right? Yes, I was almost at the end of my enlistment. Um, probably had about five months left, and our unit got called up for the initial Desert Storm. Wow! And uh, so we got deployed. Uh, I was deployed for about nine and a half months uh, overseas. Yeah. And uh, about a month before I was due to come home, uh, I got a phone call from the wife, and she says, I'm not going to be here when you get back. So, Oh, dear. Uh, so I came home and, you know, uh, tried to pick up the pieces of what's left, but we got divorced and yeah. went our separate ways. So. Wow. Um, what's your thoughts about Jesus at this point in your life? Didn't really have any. Um, Even growing up as LDS, you had... Jesus really so wasn't mentioned, Jesus, you know. Yeah. I mean, I believed in God. I always thought God was there. Um, I said numerous times, you know, whatever God has planned for me, I mean, that's that's His deal. And So you had a faith in God and Jesus, so, but... I always believed uh, that God was there, but, you yeah. know, growing up Mormon, I always was taught, you know, they were two separate people, so... Yeah. And did that change at all during your time in Desert Storm or in any of your military experience? Um, or Not really. No. It was, you know, it was a different experience, you know, just being in that, in that church environment, but I never stayed long enough to get a different message. You know, eventually yeah. there was some guys in my platoon that were 
uh, LDS, and we started going to an LDS service because uh, it was a little more laid back, and they allowed us to write letters home and things like that. Mm. Uh, and During so the ended up there. going going back to that. Oh, so. okay. So then, after your the divorce, then what happens in in your life? Um, after the divorce, um, well, my world kind of kind of fell apart at that point. Uh, we were, uh, I was back from the military. Uh, I was in a job that I didn't really like. Uh, so I started going to school to prepare for a new career. Um, had some help with family, had some good friends that supported me in that, uh, which, which got me through that. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually got into this new career choice, and uh, then I met my current wife, uh, Ada. Uh, she was a little older, uh, but we met, and we immediately hit it off. Uh, we dated for quite a while. Now, was she LDS? Um, no, she was actually uh, raised Catholic. Um, she'd been married a couple of times prior to this, and her first husband's family was LDS. Hmm. Uh, she's actually from the East Coast, and you know he brought her back to Utah, hmm. uh, Brigham City, you know, a little little yeah. town up there. And um, she was in quite a culture shock when she came <laughs> to Utah. <I'll> so. <laughs> Uh, I believe she eventually uh, was, you know, baptized as a Mormon, but um, I don't think she was ever really okay. active in the LDS. Churches. So tell us about your religious life with Ada now. What, what happens in, in your life? Um, well, we didn't really have much of a religious life. Um, you know, we were kind of under the impression, uh, like I said earlier, you know, what, what God has planned is great. Uh, she had uh, three children uh, when I met her. Two were pretty small, and uh, they attended a Catholic school, so they at okay. least had some of that in there. But we never really went to church. Um, you know, most of the time our, our weekends was our time off, and we'd spend it together, and and that was about it. So, so what kind of brought you to the Lord? <laughs> so, well, um, years later, uh, her mom moved from the East Coast out to Utah to be with her grandkids, and uh, boy, it was probably. I mean, I'm, I was closing in on my 40s. Wow. And so it had been 20 plus years uh, since we'd really even talked about going to church. You and hadn't been reading the Bible or no, thinking no, much no about study, God or Jesus. You know, at this like I said, point. I, I always knew God was there. Yeah. Um, you know, once in a while I'd, I, I'd pray, you know, in time of need or something like that, but. Yeah. That was about the experience. Parents ever so. approach you about coming back to the LDS church? or? Um, they never said much. They still maintained what they were doing. Dad was working in the temple. Um, my mom started having some health issues at that point. Mm. Uh, but uh, they never really pushed much after that. Uh, okay. you know, when I met Ada, they saw that I was happy. We were living a good life. Um, you know, and I, I basically was just doing it on my own. You know, I didn't, I didn't really need anything else. So. Okay, <laughs> just an independent guy. That's so, pretty much so. How tell it us was. the more joyful part of your journey here. Well, um, finally, one day, uh, my my wife and her mother they decided that uh, they needed something a little more in their life, and they started looking at some Christian churches, and they found one uh, mostly due to convenience between where we where they lived, yeah. and they started attending. And uh, you were okay with that. Of course. I was okay with that. Yeah. Um, you know, my job a lot of times required me to work weekends, and uh, I finally had a shift where I, I had Sundays off. And it was one Sunday she just threw it out there. She says, "You know, hey, I'm going to church. You know, would you like to come?" <laughs> and 
I didn't even really hesitate. I was just like, sure, okay. why okay. not? <laughs> <You know? laughs> See what's there, huh? And uh, you know, we we got there, and like I said again, it was it was it took me back to boot camp. It was a, more music and a different experience. You know, we yeah. got there, and I mean, there's there's people out front, uh, you know, welcoming you, bringing you in. Yeah. Oh, great! You know, this is your first time here. Well, let's tell you what we have and what we're about, and. Brought us in, yeah, and same thing, you know, we had guitars and drums and, and music playing and, and people raising their hands, and I was like, well, okay, this is a little strange, so. <laughs> but it reminds me of boot camp, yeah. and yeah. But I, I, I felt comfortable there. Did you? Know, you? I felt welcome. Um, you know, they, they actually have a time in, in our church where they, they stop for a minute just to greet and welcome people around you. Oh. And I had... You know, people I'd never met before just coming up and, you know, Talk hey, welcome. we're really glad you're here today. We're so wow. glad you chose to come and worship with us today. Yeah. It was just a different experience. So, so and, and did you feel like you got a message there at any point? Or this was the first week, but did you keep going yes. back? Um, I actually did. Kept yeah. going back and, uh, you know, noticed that the pastor was very, uh, everything was biblically based. You know, yeah, every week there was biblical. verses we talked about in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, everything was, was related to how Christ fit in. That's a little different than the Mormon church too, isn't it? Very different. Yeah. Very different. Um, you know, Mormon church, I was just, you know, like I said, I always felt that guilt that I wasn't doing things, wasn't doing enough. Yeah. And, you know, there was uh, just one week that it finally hit. You know, the pastor uh, at the end of his uh, service, you know, they always kind of do a pulpit call and... Uh, he talked about uh, the sinner's prayer. You know, he says, if you haven't asked Jesus Christ into your life, he says, all you have to do is say this prayer. You know, uh, confess to God that you're a sinner and ask Him to be your Savior and come into your life. And he goes, he goes at that moment, he, he goes, you become born again. It's no long, drawn-out process, no, uh, you know, years of, I'm sorry for this and forgive me for that. It's, it's, Plain and simple, you know, yeah. ask Christ into your life and trust Him. And so I did that, and it was amazing. So. Well, that was, that was one of the things that struck me about this interaction between Jesus and Nicodemus when he says you're born of, born of water and of the Spirit, just a one-time yes. born of water, your birth, and then born of the Spirit with, with Christ. And, yes. And uh, did you feel that then? Did you offer the sinner's prayer, and did that Absolutely. happen? Absolutely. That, that happened immediately. And, uh, you know, he kept going into a verse in the Bible where he says, you know, that salvation is a free gift. All you have to do is accept it. And I was like, that well, is so that's different. not what I was taught for yeah. 40 years. <laughs> there was a lot of guilt going on there, isn't so, there? There was, yes. So how different is this now with, with your relationship with Jesus? Um, it's, it's wonderful. Um, you know, I, I look to him every day. Um, you know, every day is, is just dedicated to whatever he has in store for me. Uh, I know that no matter what I do, it, it, it doesn't matter because he took everything on him. So and you just trust him and it's, you turned your life to him? And yeah, it's, I, I have a, a desire to, to do good works. You know, I mean, it, it's not feeling that I have to do it now. Yeah. But it's knowing that if I screw up that it's, it's okay. He, well, I mean, he knows I'm going to screw up. You, you know? I'm going to screw up. We're all sinners, aren't we? That's right. You know, yeah. he, he made me the way I am, and, and he knows you know, if, when I'm going to make bad choices or, or if I'm, if I'm going to do something wrong. And, uh, you know, but there's always that, that drive there now that 
you know, I, I, I want to do what he what he's put me here for. So. Wow. The Bible, is that change for you? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I do a little bit of study with it. Uh, we, we did some Bible studies. We, I did a video series called The Truth Project that, that talked extensively about the Bible. Um, we've done some other Bible studies with our church, just men's the, Bible studies and things like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's amazing. You know, the book that I was told all my life couldn't be trusted yeah, has more archaeological and scientific <laughs> proof than anything the Mormon Church has. Why are we so, why we, the LDS, why are, why are they so blinded to that fact? I, Just because it's I inbred, know. I guess, isn't it? I guess it, it is. You know, I, yeah. I, am, I mean, I look back at my life, I never studied Mormon doctrine or Mormon history. I just went off what I was told. Yeah. Um, you know, and if I ever questioned anything, it was, you know, it was discouraged. You know, well, that's just the way it is, and we don't question those kind of things. Yeah. And, you know, you just have to have faith in there in that that's the way it is. Um, you know, Joseph restored this, and, and, you know, he was just this, you know, perfect prophet that, uh, but, you know, when, when you actually start looking at it, it's, I'm like, well, did Jesus really fail in what he was doing? And yeah. Joseph had to pick up why, the ball. And why couldn't he carry that forward? What I, happened there? Huh? I don't think that's how it happened. Yeah. So. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass exactly. away. Exactly. When you start reading the Bible and, and you see the evidence that backs it up, uh, and you look at the Book of Mormon, and there's, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing that backs it up. So how do you explain this change of heart that happens when you're born again compared to this whole time or your life as a, as a Latter-day Saint? Well, there, well for me, it? It, was, uh, it was like the light finally came on. Um, I mean, I'm a very factual-based person, so once I started reading doctrine and comparing doctrines, it was like, okay, the, the Mormon doctrine just really doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's so based in such a fraud you know, you walk down to Temple Square and, you know, you go inside and there's a big mural of Joseph Smith sitting at a table with these golden plates in front of him and a quill in his hand translating the plates. And I'm like, that's not how it happened. And that's, you know, that's why not do even, they show it that that's way? That's not even what Emma said or, it's, yeah, that's, or that's, that and others. Yeah. You know, when, when you get into the church doctrine and, and how it actually came about, it, it's not even close. Yeah. I'm like, what a facade. It's why are they putting up such a front? Why don't they show the truth? Such a man-made. So. so your wife must have been thrilled with this change of, of heart you had. and I would hope how so. How long had you been so. married be with her before you went to, to church? Had it been a long time? or? Holy cow. Yeah, quite a while. Um, as I say, we're, we're coming up on our 17-year anniversary. We'd been married probably about 13 years. Has she noticed a difference in you? I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you expect that to I, be. I feel like I'm a very changed person. Um, you know, things that I, I used to focus so much on my career and my achievements and, you know, what I needed to, to do. Yeah. And none of that, none of that matters to me anymore. So. Wow. So it's amazing. Truly born again, a new creature. and Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And is her mother still? With you? Um, she... Her mother uh, moved to Florida 
Okay. Um, but she still Came out attends. long enough to get her to that church, though, huh? <laughs> well, it, she got her there, and then the grandkids kind of grew up and, and oh. you know, kind of went on their own. Yeah. And so she decided she wanted to live somewhere warmer. And uh, But mm -hmm. she's moved to Florida, and she's very active in a Christian church there as well. So. But isn't it wonderful that the two of you can go to church and, and celebrate and worship together? And, it is. And do that. We enjoy it. We're pretty involved. I mean, I'm a deacon at our church now. Wow. Uh, which you just... You know, to me, is is I'm a servant there. I do what I can to help. Are, are you surprised at what God's done? Absolutely. In your life? Uh, I mean, you, you know, never expected this, did you? I never did. <laughs> like I said, for, from going to having absolutely no desire to be involved in church whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, to becoming a deacon, we've been active in the uh, the summer Bible camp, the the vacation Bible school. We we usually help out with that every year with the kids. Yeah. Uh, she's active with some of the, the older youth. They have a, a ministry f called Joy, which is just older youth. Yeah. My wife's very active with that. Uh, so, so there is life after Mormonism. There's great life after Mormonism. So. And th see, that's another thing. You mentioned the Bible being, uh, Joseph Smith put doubt in our mind about the Bible, but there's also this doubt that we all have as, as Latter-day Saints about the Christian world, that they, it's kind of an eat, drink, and be merry, and they don't have much values, and... Correct. Have you? Yeah. They, I, I, I don't, don't really understand that because, you know, they, Joseph said that God himself came down and told him that all other religions were an abomination in his sight. And Christianity was very prevalent yeah. in that time. And I don't know why now there's such a push that Mormons want to be seen as Christians. So. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. So you've got about 30 seconds. What do you tell the LDS people? Boy, trust God. Uh, research your doctrine. Um, check, know, check it out. Huh? There's information out there, yeah. and the truth is available. So yeah, and there is a joy in having a relationship with Jesus. The guilt is gone. Absolutely. Right? There's no burden. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. He's taken it all on. And it's you've probably carried that for a lot of years. Many, many years. That must have been a great joy so, for you to. It is. It to still is. That. Yes. Oh. So. Well, thanks so much for coming, Terry, and sharing your story. Absolutely. Thanks for we, having me. We appreciate you joining us tonight. And as I've said a few, many times, that think about what you're you're actually believing. This is the religion of Joseph Smith. His man-made uh, concepts that are in the LDS faith, things that aren't biblical at all. So you're choosing between his gospel and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I hope you choose well. Good night. Thanks. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.